Welcome to the UE Cyber Podcast, hosted by me, Phil Legg. Hello and welcome to this week's UE Cyber Podcast. So I'm delighted to be joined by Carol and Delilah. So Carol, Delilah, could you just introduce yourselves and let us know a bit about who you are and what you do? Um, yeah. Yeah. Go, on. Go on, Delilah. <laughs> All right, so uh, my name is Delilah. I'm uh, a first year PhD student working with Dr. Jamal and Dr. Zainab at UWE. And my PhD, if I can say, is at the intersection of cybersecurity and AI. Excellent. Carol. Okay, for me, my name is Carol. I came from Hong Kong. I started my PhD in April. Before that, uh, I finished my master's degree in cybersecurity at UWE Bristol. Um, my research topic is related to advanced persistent threat and cyber physical system, as well as exploring the use of digital twins to protect um, the critical system that we depends on everyday life. Excellent. So it sounds like some really interesting topics here. You mentioned AI, you've mentioned cyber physical systems, and it's all about how how these kind of advances in technology can help ensure that we have a secure society, making sure that things are cyber secure in terms of technology and advancement. So um, I wonder, is there a little bit more you can tell us about the kind of topic areas that you're you're looking to explore? So Delilah, do you want to elaborate a bit further yeah sure um my topic is um detecting collective anomalies in iot so just to give you um a general idea of what a collective anomaly is it's basically a sequence of data instances are uh, that together make up an anomaly but individually they might not be anomalous okay which makes it challenging yeah, yeah that's the entire point of detecting collective anomalies um, so yeah, so it's it's a it's cybersecurity because here we're talking about anomalies. Mm. So it's detected anomalies. Um, an anomaly might be an attack, like mm. denial of service attack. It could be something else in like different application. Mm. But we're still in the detection in general. And I guess when we're talking about IoT devices, this could be anything through to. You know, home IoT and doorbells and cameras through to industrial IoT and how you know functions in a power plant or machinery are operating and you know I mean that that sounds like some quite scary stuff if we start getting into anomalies in that space and I guess actually that ties nicely into what you're looking at Carol then so you you mentioned about cyber physical systems so yeah. could you just tell us a little bit more about so um, cyber physical system in short CPS is not typical pieces of software that we use in the computer. It is very complex uh, embedded system that with sensors, computing logics and iterations that could influence the physical world. So um, what makes it uh, uh, very uh, vulnerable to cyber attacks because this connection between digital world and physical world can be vulnerable and um, so uh, I'm particularly looking into how advanced uh, cyber attack trying to manipulate this system and cause dangers to our daily life. Mm, yeah, no, it's re really interesting stuff and such important topics as well at the moment. So so as a, a researcher, as a postgraduate researcher here at the University of West of England, um, what 
what is it you enjoy about doing your research here? What can you say? Um, I enjoy a lot of things. Um, I think the most, the thing that I enjoy the most is having this freedom of exploring what I'm interested in, what I believe is um, most relevant in the topic, and also um, having, um, being able to shape um, that topic or that direction, however, not however I like, but like, however I think is best for my research. Yeah. I think this is something I enjoy very much. And also that feeling of like being able to contribute to science and uh, publishing a paper, that's like mm -hmm. a great feeling. Uh, having a paper accepted in some venue, um, yeah, that feels great. Also um, feeling like I am on the path of doing what people I look up to have done. If you look at researchers, um, when, I, when I was doing my master's, I was working on adversarial attacks. And um, so this is how I started my research journey. And I was looking up to people like uh, Ian Goodfellow or Nicholas Carlini. And now I feel like, um, um, probably not the same thing, but like, <laughs> I feel like I'm um, going through the, the same journey they yeah. went through um, many years ago. Yeah. That, uh, absolutely that absolutely I, I mean i think i think it's a really key point that you know as a postgraduate researcher you are kind of on the cusp of actually making your own contributions to knowledge mm -hmm. being able to begin publishing papers and you know that that to you is about uh, building your confidence and and knowledge being able to contribute back into society and and as you say you know being able to follow in those footsteps of other researchers who have gone before and you know we use that term standing on the shoulders of giants to to yeah. build knowledge and to build research to further uh, society's understanding in this area so what about yourself Carol? Yeah for me there's a few enjoyable moments so far because I just started my PhD journey for six months I can't really say I have achieved a lot or found some role model that I should follow ahead but um Right at this moment, I feel really proud of myself mm -hmm. that I have been uh, selected to present some poster paper in IEEE conference. Um, it is a milestone for me to mm -hmm. uh, really take on the role of researcher because um, as a researcher, we are trying to encapsulate more knowledge and then to share this information to the research community, make the world better. And I feel this is very meaningful for me. And in terms of the research topic, uh, I'm very interested on how we could protect the our cybersecurity in, in physical world. So uh, this topic really um, very meaningful and valuable for me to uh, deep dive into this. And uh, I also enjoy um, working with other researchers. For instance, uh, I've been working with an undergraduate student trying to develop some uh, lightweight test bed in order to simulate cyber attack. I think this is very interesting and I feel less lonely than mm -hmm. uh, before. Um, so I guess this is uh, some of the enjoyable moments so far. Excellent. No, I mean, I think there's some really important points that you touch on because, you know, I know that you presented your poster at the recent IEEE Smart World Conference, which was a fantastic achievement. I know that you've been writing a paper with uh, well, one of our students yeah. and as well as your academic supervisors. 
and just being able to bring a project together from the design and and you know what are we going to explore what are the research questions through to actually having a paper written looking to submit that to an academic venue i mean that's that's a, a massive achievement to be able to go through that especially as as relatively new PhD students still in your, your first year of study. So I think that's fantastic. Can I add, um, sorry for carrying you off, can I add a little something here, um, something very specific. Um, the thing that, something I really enjoy about doing research is the progress. So I remember when I started at the very beginning, I had like a few relevant papers, like huge contributions to that specific niche. and. Um, I was wondering how did they come up with that research gap? How did they come up with that new method, especially in deep learning? But then um, after learning, I mean, not a lot because I'm only like six months into this journey, but I started figuring things out and um, like everything started making more sense. So now I can see how they found that research gap, how they contributed um, that way, how they created that uh, particular method. Mm. So this is something that like, it just opens up like your mind. Kind uh, absolutely, of <laughs> absolutely. And I think, I mean, we, we touched on it briefly in the main session today, but you know, I, I think there's a lot of emphasis put on, you've got to make this novel contribution mm. to the body of knowledge and all the rest of it. And it's that in itself can feel like a very daunting and overwhelming task, but as you begin reading and you start understanding that body of literature yeah. that is out there, and also when you start reading the literature around other slightly disconnected subject areas, you might actually find that something from this discipline would actually fit in nicely here. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's about synthesizing and bringing knowledge together from disparate areas, which can sometimes then give you that novel contribution. I know for, from my own experience as a PhD student, uh, back in the day um, that was exactly what happened for me it was about bringing uh, concepts from one domain into another where they'd never been applied before and actually being able to kind of say well you know if we synthesize these things differently then you know the outcome is greater than the sum of their parts mm -hmm. so I think that's a really important point to keep in mind of what do we even mean by this contribution to this body of knowledge yeah absolutely so um, just thinking then about challenges you know I mean doing a PhD is not an easy task okay you know it, it's it, it's a massive undertaking okay it's mm. you are trying to as we've just said you know make that contribution to that body of knowledge and it and it can at times be overwhelming so I mean just thinking about your own experiences what kind of challenges do you feel like you've you've found and have you had ways of overcoming those challenges I think you have a different challenge at every um, different step of this journey. I think the first challenge, it was just my experience, but the first challenge is um, trying not to be lost mm -hmm. and trying to stick to one research direction. So I see in my mind, I see it as like different like research spaces that some of them like interact together and some of them don't. So the first at least for me, the first challenge is not to be, um, not to like get lost in one of them and just choosing one path and sticking to it. If, I mean, if things are not to be like, work, if things work out for you <laughs> in that research direction, otherwise 
I mean, it's good to change it. This is the first challenge. But then another challenge that I face pretty much every day is like just keeping that motivation, doing the work because as a PhD student, it's, it's very flexible. But at the same time, it's, um, it requires like time management skills to be um, to make sure that um, you get the work done at the end of the day. So a way to overcome this challenge is basically this is what I do with my supervisor. He's very supportive and we um, like we do a meeting pretty much every week. So that way I know I have a meeting next week, so I have to get this done. So this is a way of just keeping that motivation because I have something to present to my supervisors. Um, yeah, but then there are like challenges, more domain specific challenges. But I, I think it's a really, really important point because as a PhD student, you do have a lot of freedom, a lot of autonomy mm-hmm. to delve deep into the subject that you've chosen. Yeah. And, you know, that's that can mean, you, you know, you might have days that go by where you feel like you've not really achieved because you've just been reading. But again, all of that contributes in one way or another yeah. to your un, your growing understanding of that subject. So. I think time management is probably one of the biggest challenges that mm-hmm. a lot of PhD students come up against, but also, more importantly, they find their ways to deal with that. And I think, again, you know, what, what's really nice here is we've got a growing community of researchers at the University of West mm-hmm. of England to offer that kind of support network and to be able to share tactics, techniques of being able to overcome some of those challenges. Yeah. So, Carol, how about you? So for me, just mentioned, um, time management is the first challenge that I encountered. Um, I have a five years old child I have to take care. And uh, I also have a part-time job at the Bristol uh, Robotics Lab. So I really have to balance my study and work and my family. So for me, time management is really the most important thing that I have to deal with. Um, I, I guess that um, what I can handle it is to define a very clear goals for every day, a to-do list that I really have to commit into this and make sure that before the next uh, PhD meeting with my supervisors, I can produce something <laughs> to talk about my progress. And obviously the second thing, the challenge thing is um, the topic that I am dealing with is not a very simple topic. Mm. Um, it is completely new for me, like um, advanced persistent threat. Um, it is not very uh, traditional cyber attack uh, group that they are doing. They are very strategic, uh, stay very slow. Um, they, they have um, a lot of different uh, specialist skills. So I need to learn how they operate. At the same time, I need to understand about my topics related to cyber physical systems and digital trends. So there are a lot of things that I have to learn throughout the journey. Mm. And let's go back to the first challenge that is the time management. How can I balance my study, um, uh, uh, the, the work? that I've been doing and my family. So I guess the first part, the, the priority is the most important thing that I have to do. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, that's some really interesting points there. And in particular, it's 
you, know, you mentioned about the APT groups and, and all of the challenges of understanding that, for instance. You know, you're working in highly dynamic areas where there's a lot of change that may occur. Um, so it's, again, it's all about that. How do you how do you hone in on that particular problem and say, you know, yes, there are all these other problems, but I, I just can't address everything in this PhD. So how do I how do I hone in on that particular problem and say this is the thing that I am able to dive deep into and you know offer a, a viable solution or some sort of answer to that research question for. And again, you know, it was really interesting hearing you talk about time management. I think I think again that's a, a challenge that a lot of researchers will say of how to balance all these other other competing aspects, whether it be personal life or professional life. And it's, yeah, it's, it's that idea that you get a lot of freedom as a PhD yeah. student, but it's also trying to keep that direction to say, this is the thing I want to focus on. Try not to get sidelined on these other ideas, which may or may not lead to, to where you want them to be. But again, it's that whole point that, you know, if we knew what we were doing, we wouldn't call it research. Yeah. And it is about exploration of that space. And that's, that's no easy feat. So you know, I think it's an absolute testament to both of you of what you've been able to achieve in a relatively short period of time as relatively new PhD students here at the university. So if we were to just wrap up with, with one final question, um, what would be your, your kind of best tips or advice for anyone out there thinking that they might like to pursue a PhD in the future? I think my biggest advice would be uh, try to get a research experience before doing a PhD, maybe during a master's or an internship or just to get a taste of what it's like to do research because mm. it's not, I believe it's not for everyone. So having that experience before jumping in is uh, really important for me. Yeah. But then when you start the PhD, just not being open-minded about your research topic and not getting stuck with that very first idea because it's going to change a lot. And um, as a PhD student or researcher in general, you have to like be open-minded and accept the changes. Mm. So yeah, at least for the beginning, this is my advice. Absolutely. Excellent. Carol? So my biggest advice is to, um, before apply for a PhD program, you really need to know about uh, the topic that you are trying to research. Is that topic really interested you? Because um, this is the uh, area that you want to specialize, maybe for, for coming five years or 10 years. So if the topic is not your interest, your, not your favorite, then don't apply for it. And obviously, every university have different PhD application process. It's important to know about um, what's the process involved. Um, like you might need to get reference from our professional or academic uh, our, uh, academia. So uh, you need to clearly understand um, what is the application requirements. And obviously, uh, the PhD journal is uh, over a few years. Do you have the commitments to uh, finish this PhD without uh, influenced by other personal factor? So I guess it is very important to think about it before the application process. Absolutely, no, some really good advice there. And I think it's uh, it's no easy feat, you know. Um, I think 
uh, taking on a PhD, it is, it is that challenge, but it's, it's that challenge that's rewarding in terms of intellectual curiosity and being able to focus on that project that you are really interested in. And I think, as you were saying, Carol, it's, it's making sure that, you know, is this a topic that really interests you? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that you can't do if you're, if you're not thinking, yeah, you know what, I really have an interest in delving into this topic deep, because you will dive deep. Mm -hmm. um, but I think for, you know, for those who are interested in the, you know, the, the wealth of topics that fall into cybersecurity and things such as AI and cyber-physical systems that all fit within this, um, what's really exciting, I guess, at the moment is there's just so many different things within cybersecurity that yeah. one could choose to explore. So, mm. you know, find what it is you're interested in and go, go deep in that. So, Delilah, Carol, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. So thank you very much for joining thank us. Thank you. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you.